0: you have your Bible, turns to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, and this is a very familiar portion of our Father's Word, and the children of Israel are about to go into a land of promise, a land flowing with milk and honey. God has many wonderful things for his people, very, very wonderful things for his people, and nobody can give better gifts than God can give. And if we let God be God and let his word be true and we stay faithful to God, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings we can't contain. Even in the midst of trouble, God will bring us peace. Whatever you do, don't turn your back on God. There's no other solution left in this world never was never will be no other solution that can solve our problems but God and we are living in the day it has come upon us things are happening in this country and that have never happened in the world and we're happening, and we're living in a day With all the nonsense that's going on out there, we're living in a day where the only hope of our families, our children, our grandchildren, is the Lord. So if you turn your back on the Lord, you're doomed. You're doomed for eternity. I see Sister Holland's head is back. So good to see you. God bless you, Sister Lewis. So good to see you this morning. These are folks that uh, went through and are still dealing with some serious illnesses. Always glad to see the saints. Deuteronomy the sixth chapter, and Moses is given direction to the people of God as they get ready to move into that land that God promised. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. Let me ask you something. Are these words in your heart? Hmm? Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is gonna be. Whatever it is that you think about the most and do the most... That's where your treasure is. And so good admonition is given to the people as they're ready to go into the land that the commandments of God, the words that I command you, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee out of the land which he sware unto the fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. And houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not. And wells digged, which thou diggest not. Vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be filled, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee out from the land of Egypt, from the land of bondage, from the land of slavery. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about thee. You know what the Lord is saying? Drill these words. Drill these commandments. Drill these principles into the hearts of your children every day. Write them down everywhere. Let them hang between their eyes so they can see every day the commandments of God. Don't let them look at anything else much but the things of God. But beware... When thou have eaten and are full lest you forget the Lord. You know why we're in trouble today? The kind of trouble we're in like we've never seen ever in in the world is because we forgot the Lord. And all nations that forget the Lord, the Bible says, shall be turned into exactly what you see that's going on there from the top to the bottom. In today's world, our fathers are met with many challenges, temptations, and much opposition. The role of fathers today has become an enormous challenge. But by the grace of God, by the strength of God, and by the Spirit of God, our fathers can and will become victorious. Amen? Every father must have a purpose, however. If you don't have a purpose for living, you're going to lose your identity. And then bad ombrés are going to come along, and they're going to give you images that are deadly and deceptive and destructive. But you got to have a purpose. And when you have a purpose, you've got something going on. A purpose is discovering your sense of destiny. That's why God created us with eternity in our hearts. That's why we're always looking beyond this life. That's why when the Indians and the natives buried their people, they put the corn and everything in the ground with them because they had a sense of destiny. They knew something out there was greater than whatever's going on in this world. And if you don't have a sense of destiny, you're going to lose your image, your image of God and your likeness of God. And then you're going to be trying to act like everybody else and wear everybody else's clothing and talk like everybody else and act like everybody else. Don't lose your purpose for living. Can you hear me, fathers? I know you can. we got a great bunch of fathers in this church. (laughs) I told you there were. perfect timing david yeah sure when you have a sense of destiny and a sense of purpose you realize you're not just born to just make a living you're born for more than that you discover you were born to give life something in return You want to make a contribution, a difference in the living of those around you. You were born to do something for humanity beyond what you normally do for yourselves. Fatherhood is an extremely important role given by God. Why did God give us family? Why did God give us parents? He gave that to us to stabilize the world. And save our families. So don't let this culture, whatever you do, those simpletons out there, those evil people out there, don't let that culture cancel you from seeking first the kingdom of God. Don't let anybody stop you from living for God, pleasing God, obeying God, worshiping God, and loving God with all your heart. Don't let up on that pedal, not for a moment. Maintain a credible Christian witness for your family to see. You know what this whole book is about? It's about you and me making God attractive. Attractive to our children. Attractive for the whole world to see. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, you, 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 and you, and everybody up here, you are the light of the world. Because if you miss knowing God and serving God, You've missed the best part of being a human being. Listen to me, Daddy, Mommy, children. There is no greater thrill than knowing God. The world is working hard to try to thrill you. But they don't want to thrill you. They want to spill you. And they want to pour you out. And they want to destroy you. Most of you have jobs which are paid to do. But don't forget. Don't forget your work for God is what you were born to do. It's what God created you to do. God has a job for you. Above and beyond, well above and beyond that which the secular world has. And that's the job that you got to find, and that's the job you've got to keep. Because God ordained for you to have more than what the world is offering you. God's got something greater. For you, than what a job can bring. Think about it. So, fathers, one of the principles of leadership, you must have a clear purpose. And secondly, you must have a clear vision. The Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. Why? Because vision brings order, it's a picture of your destiny to come. One of my favorite scriptures is in Hebrews eleven twenty seven, 27, where Moses says, By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You've got to see more than what the world is trying to show you. You can gain the whole world. And you're going to lose your soul. What exchange will you give in exchange for your soul? You've got to see him who is invisible. You've got to know that there is a power. There is a God. There is a source. There's something out there and somebody out there who made you and who loves you and has an ideal life for you to live. Don't miss it. Fathers, we are in a struggle for survival in America today and to offset our enemies and lend stability to life. God gave the world godly parents and we can't appreciate our godly mothers and fathers and all our mothers and fathers for all they do. All nations need to understand the importance of the roles of a father and a mother. And the reason for that is because our families are under attack in America. They are trying to redefine, and with that redefining definition, they're laying the groundwork to destroy not only family life, but national life. And if the family falls apart, the whole nation eventually will fall as well. What are we seeing in America today? We're seeing things that are absolutely ridiculous. They're earthly, they're sensual, they're devilish. They shouldn't even be brought up in the minds of children. All this LGBT all this transgender changing surgery, same sex marriages, and the scrambling of pronouns and rebellions—mobs are marching in our streets. What's happening? Let's see if I brought that. What's happening? I read this to the congregation a couple of Wednesdays. I'm going in for lapar- laparoscopic hernia surgery. And they're telling us all about the surgery. I want you to see how widespread, how powerful, and how many people don't know what's really going on. But they're explaining the weak areas of the body. A hernia can occur, and, 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 and bear with me because this is medical language that I'm about to read. A hernia can occur at or near the inguinal Canal this is where nerves and vessels pass between the groin and the abdomen. Anyone can get a hernia in the inguinal area. But people with a vagina are more likely than people with testicles. That's not good English. They want your third person. When you say people, then you can bring anything in. But there's only one kind of human being that has one kind of private parts. And they're called males and females. Men or women, period. But here's one of the most prestigious colleges in the United States. I'm thankful for medical science. I'm not throwing off on what they do but it's a brainwashing going on that most people in this country are not aware of. And fathers, you're the ones that God chose to stop it. You're the ones to show the world what's right and what's wrong. Our families are the most precious contribution God gave to the world. And we all need to work hard to make sure we are good fathers, husbands, leaders, Christians, and parents who have good Christian footsteps for all the world to see. And if we can get our fathers back into their homes and back into the lives of their children, I'm telling you, there'd be cities and nations that could be turned around for better and for good. If the family continues to fall apart, the nation will go down with it. Because the nation is nothing more than a collection of families, a collection of fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. That's why the family is so sacred. That's why our traditions have to be maintained. That's why we've got to keep loving God and trusting God and serving God. We've got the plan that'll keep us safe. So hold on to it, Dad. Hold on to it, Mom. Hold on to it, preachers. The preachers are caving in. The oldest institution ever established in the world is the family. The family came first. Civilized living began with the Adams family, But it all became uncivilized when the parents of the Adams family disobeyed God and let sin into their lives. Everything was going smooth. They had an ideal family. But when sin entered into their lives, they lost the power and the presence of God. And then their two children, one killed the other. Bad things happen when you turn your back on God, Father. The family is older than the government. Thank God. It's older than the church. The family started before schools and colleges and educational institutions came into play. The family was created to be God's ideal institution, the light of the world. The family is the ultimate cure for all our social, uh, psychological, emotional, and spiritual ills. The family is the solution to a stable, productive, sensible, safe, and healthy nation. If we could get our families back to normal, we would save billions and billions of dollars on law enforcement and education and mental health issues and crime and many, many other money-wasting efforts. And when we don't invest smart and good solutions and good money into saving our family, every other dollar we spend is in vain. That's why the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. You're throwing away your money, you're throwing away your energy, you're throwing it all away because you want a little piece of this world which is not going to last, by the way. And you're not going to take it with you. There are some sensitive features of the family. The family is the foundational unit for reproduction because it is the only qualified unit for total effective development of a child. What's he saying? You can't be a better influence in your children's lives and development than godly parents. Oh, and by the way, drag queens, you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. And to bring your little seven and eight and six-year-olds into an arena where their drag queens are performing all kinds of ungodliness, you're putting things in those kids' minds that they're not even thinking about. True, man. They're playing with toys and not with other things. You hear me? What's going on right under your nose and mine and what's going on in Newark? It's ungodly. Dad, that's where you walk into the school and say, I want to see some of my child's books. I want to see my child's curriculum. I want to see whether you're trying to destroy my child. if you are, I'll teach him myself. Amen? I was all worried about this message, but I'm not worried anymore. I'm getting worked up. The family, what you see out here, it's just the sample of society. Society then is only as strong as the family is. Society is a reflection of the condition in the family. When you see society murdering their babies, when you see society killing one another in the streets, it's a sample of what may have went on in the home. So you don't have to try and figure out what's wrong in a nation if there is social decay, stupidity, moral failure, and so on. You can trace it back to the family's collapse. Dad, you're the one that can make the difference. You determine who and what you let into your home. You determine what kind of entertainment comes into your home. You determine what kind of people come into your home. You the man. Not the mouse. You're the man. God's purpose for the family is to secure society. It is not given to the government. To secure society. That's not God's plan, nor ever will be. It's the parents' responsibility to teach their children how to behave. It's the parents' responsibility to teach their children the things of God and how to handle themselves in the community, always telling them, make sure you wear clean underwear when you go out of the house. It's the parents' job to teach their children about the birds and the bees. It's the family who secures society. It's the family who ought to be directing the society how to live. That's why the family is under such attack. You get the family out of the way and then you've got a, a highway to hell for those kids to romp on. I always wonder where my mother said wear clean underwear when you leave the house. I didn't care if it was dirty or clean, but then I found out if my mother ever got embarrassed, then I got a beaten. So I figured that out. The the the. the sanctity of the family is the bedrock for true survival. Godly fathers and mothers and godly churches are the best governors of society. The family is not a product of the state. The government or the colleges, the government did not produce the family The government did not create the family. The government is not the source of the family. Yet today, the government and some courts are attempting to define the family. God's word says, hands off, secular world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life which is not of God, but it's of the world. And then he says something very interesting in 1 John 2. He says, and then the world passes away, and the lust thereof. So everything you're going after, everything that's driving you in the wrong direction, it's all going to pass away. But he that doeth the will of God lasts Forever. You better make up your mind which which choice you're going to make. Amen. Amen. And yet today our government is attempting to redefine our families. I want to shout this from the rooftops. We are not domestic terrorists. We are not MAGA troublemakers. We are not deplorables. We are not pawns of political parties. We are God's ideal for society and cultures who have lost their way. There was no government when God created the Adams family. God was and is and will always be the government of families. As a matter of fact, the family produces the states and the kinds of nations and the kinds of politicians that inhabit the society. Whatever the family produced, however the families raise their children, that's who becomes our politicians, our leaders, and our businessmen, and etc. Everybody who becomes the leaders in America—politicians, educators, businessmen, judges, etc.—whether they are good or corrupt, the family produced them. I like what Brother Holly told our graduates. He went back to the 60s where two dates are prominent in his mind. One, where they decided to separate church and state. That was a terrible decision. But it was made by courts. It was made perhaps by people who were not raised right. Or who got too smart for their britches. And then the other decision happened up in Pennsylvania, around the New York area and up there, called Woodstock. And two monstrous spirits came into the culture of the United States of America. Free love, free sex, free this, free that when you let something like that come in it's not just a whim it's just, it's just not an idea a spirit comes with it and it's a denom- demonic spirit and you can't just shake it off when you want to you gotta have hands laid on you you gotta have God's power to come into your life and, and, and an exorcist needs to be performed Because when you get the devil in you, he don't come out just by, hey, honey, stop that. Amen. What's in your house is the only thing that can stop what's going on. And that's your parents and obedient children. You don't know what a value value it is to be raised in a godly home and to have godly parents you heard the expression the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world it's true and what it means is whatever happens in the home Ends up on the throne. And look at the idiots that are and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm aggravated. They can call me anything they want to, accuse me of being anything, accuse the Americans and the and the mothers and the fathers. But you can't say anything. Oh, it's hate speech. And they're hating all they're vomiting hate all over you. Enough of that. God never gave the government responsibility to raise our children, never will. In today's culture, parents need to be careful in whose hands they place their children. Not all colleges, schools, daycares, babysitters, or even careers are safe today to put our children into those kinds of hands. I spoke this week to a father, had a child, brilliant, All kinds of um, A's and B's and and, and all kinds of awards. Went off to a secular college. And the father told me just last week, he says, now I don't even know who my daughter is. She's buying into everything out there. Dad, that's where you put your foot down. That's where you walk into that school or else kiss your child goodbye. Kids, you got to know, kids, you have got to know that there is a target on your back bigger than life. Don't buy the bag. Don't look at that out there and say, oh, I want that. <clears throat> Stick with God. Or else your hearts will be broken and stomped on day after day. I didn't have nobody to preach to me when I was your age and what little mischief I got in, I'm still reaping today. I'm getting ready to wrap this up. Listen to this. I got a little poetic. Deuteronomy 22 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now hear me. You can color your lips and swish your hips. You can change your clothes and powder your nose. But in the end, your maker knows. A man can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man. Pretend all you want, but you am what you am. Popeye is smarter than a lot of presidents, CEOs, professors, politicians, including Hollywood, Dollywood, Driftwood, Deadwood, and all the other Kaliwago bird brains out there in the academia world. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was a pretty good definition. The disillusionment of the family is the disillusionment of society. When you destroy the family, you are destroying the country that you live in. So goes the family, so goes the neighborhoods, the cities, the states, and the nation. It is illegal custody when the state becomes the parent. When you turn your children over to the state to bring them up, that's an illegal parent who in most cases doesn't know his right hand from his left, spiritually speaking. They're trying to tell us what to eat now. You can't eat all the healthy stuff. Now you got to eat crickets and spiders and bugs. Yeah. Fossil fuel, one of the most valuable things Things God put in the earth. And now they're talking about the Green Deal. Ain't no Green Deal to it. Rush Limbaugh straightened me out on the Green Deal. Amen. Bunch of baloney. The seasons will continue to happen. There'll be four seasons. Right? The sun, the moon, and everything is going to be doing its thing. Everybody's going to be in its orbit. The waters are not going to flood New York City, although it might not be a bad idea. (laughs) I'm from New York. They are the ones who made me crazy. And today I'm your pastor. Here's a statistic I heard about Switzerland, and I had to look it up. Switzerland is one of the most wealthy countries in the world. Its GDP per capita is above 80000 dollars Switzerland has one of the highest incomes in the world. Unemployment is at times at 3%. Almost everyone in Switzerland works. In 1991, its unemployment rate was at an all-time low, 1.5%. They are where most nations are trying to get. But here's a shocking statistic. Switzerland is in the top three nations in the world who commit suicide. It proves a point. You can have all the money, all the power, and all the things that money can buy. In other words, everything you're looking for in this world is not going to satisfy your soul because only God can make you happier than gold and silver. That's why Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world and you lose your soul? You've lost everything. That's why your biggest loss in life will always be your relationship with God. So never allow the government to take over your parenting. That becomes illegal parenting. And what follows is an aggressive supply of government programs to take over parenting parenting and brainwashing your children. Look at the homeless invasion. Look at the borders. Look at what's happening. The homeless invasion is growing in our cities more every day. They're dying daily by all the free needles and the drugs, and the food, and the lodging, and the health care that the government is giving them. And there's no incentive to climb out of the government's control. Because they make poverty and squalor look like you're living a dream when you're dying. And they make bondage look like freedom and happy days are here again. The state should assist, but don't ever let them take over the control of your life. The United Nations, oh, if you only knew what that's being turned into. Become a world government with full control over every aspect of your lives. You got to drive electric cars, you got to eat bugs. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to give us your children so we can chop them up and change them from little boys to little girls. We're taking care of you. Keep voting, fool. Keep voting, fool. The state should assist, yes. United Nations wants to become a one-world government with full control. Fathers, train up your children in the way that they should go. Illegal parents don't care about your God, your biblical convictions, your sacred traditions, or our Christianity. Have you ever noticed how the state has gotten into our disciplining of our children? You remember with the old Spock days? Now children are afraid. No, the children aren't afraid. The parents are afraid now. You give a kid a good crack, and he goes down the children's services, the bomb squad's coming out. They want to take your child away because they know better. Let me finish with this. The family is the foundation of all human life and it's the product, hear me, of natural law. In the institution of marriage, God ordained for families to have children and to perpetuate life. And we don't need a government to define that for us. Our women have babies naturally. because of God's natural law. No one needs to come along and try to define having children. The natural law doesn't need any government or any assistance or any of this or any of that for the natural laws to continue. Nature cannot be legislated You don't tell nature what to do. And today they are trying to define marriage. Every Father's Day, every Father's Day, our presidents will stand up and talk about our fathers and their responsibility and how they should care for their children and how they should take care of their families and how they should work. And then they go to another big celebration of gay rights It's confusing. In one function, he's saying, destroy the family. You know a question you ask lesbians? Which one's the father? That's right. Well, somebody's got to preach like this because not many are. And if you don't like it, throw me out. They'll try, and then they'll have to deal with God. We're all going to deal with God before it's over. If you say to fathers, be fruitful and multiply and raise up your families to be God's uh, good American citizens, then what do you say to same-sex partners who can't have a biological child? Here's the point. You cannot force a sensible definition when there are same-sex partners. God and nature calls for a female and male to make a family, period. All other definitions are illegal, earthly, sensual, and devilish. All this sex education of our young children doesn't even belong in our schools to teach to five six and seven year old they're not even thinking about those kinds of things but you take that spirit and you put it into them and the next thing you know they're eight nine and ten years old and they're trying to get pregnant and they're trying to rape this one and rape that one wake up All this sex education of our young children doesn't even belong in our schools. So don't try to sell it as early education. I love all the names they cloak their demonic intentions with. It doesn't belong to our secular school. Every decision the government makes should be to protect the family. But today, that's not so. Therefore, fathers and mothers, pastors and Christians everywhere need to stand up and preach, thus saith the Lord. You don't even qualify to be a biblical family unless it begins with a male and a female gender. Anything else is illegal. I'm through. Here's a definition of an ideal family. A dwelling created as a result of marriage between a male and a female who become parents that produce or adopt children and then raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Don't ever forget it. The family brings to each of us an emotional shelter and a place where we can call home and a place where we know that we're loved and what we got going on in this church the fellowship you better hold on to it you better hold on to it with everything you've got and you better start loving your brother and your sister with pure hearts fervently You know what I see, what, what encourages me, me when I come in here? I'm not alone. I see a congregation, I see a church full of people, and I say there's 7,000 that still haven't bowed their knee to Baal. I'm not alone. Father, don't lose your family identity. In which God created you to grow and survive and prosper spiritually. God bless our fathers. Some of the best fathers in the country are right here in this sound, in this church. Happy Father's Day. Ooh ah, there's a marine. <laughs> Amen. God bless you.